Welcome back. Another episode of Between Cuts. Uh, is Vegas the best team in the National Hockey League? Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Uh, quick. Why not? Uh, <laughs> give me, like, 30 seconds. I will give you a reason here in a second. What about you, Joe? Uh, no. Not even close. Why do they keep winning? What is no, it? No, hold on. Here, hold on. Well, Ben's figuring out. I got it. Because Las Vegas, this is my half-assed, harebrained idea. Las Vegas is going to do to the NHL what Las Vegas does to millions of Americans every <laughs> year. They're going to let you win in the beginning, to suck you in, and to get you intrigued, and then the house always drains you dry. The house so always wins. the NHL wins. the house in this? The um... NHL is 100% the house. They will take your money. So they're gonna, they're just gonna get all the NHL fans' money just by getting more fans in here and then watching them be <laughs> terrible again, and then give the Blackhawks all the Winter Classics and the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, okay, I have my answer. At five okay. on five, at five on five, they're shooting twelve point oh two percent and have a nine forty seven save percentage, with only a forty six point eight. Uh, Corsi 4 percentage. So they're only controlling the puck for just under 47% of the game and have a 947 save percentage and 12% shooting percentage, which uh, I don't believe is sustainable. Okay. I get that. Is there... Um, also, they played a really easy schedule to start the year, including the seven-game home span. That's true. That's true. Uh, I only wondered that because they do have the best winning percentage. And... Uh, Maybe maybe they shift the paradigm. Maybe we don't need puck possession anymore, huh? It's a rush Colorado game. Colorado did the it's Randy, it's Randy Carlisle's favorite NHL right now. And maybe James Neal will continue to shoot at 32%. It's possible. However, no, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not. It is not. No, I mean, it's. I love it. It's a fun story. I'm really happy for him. I think it's really good for them to really draw fans in early like that because then even if it starts to go on hell like it's a great experience for a fan base like that but i mean right right so yeah with 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 all this coming out that uh their prized weapons race for for uh vadim shipachov mm. is he really that bad that he's that he needs to be down in chicago his attitude it's, is. It's so weird because, like, he's probably not as bad, but I think the strangest part is that they flipped on him. He played less than 100 minutes of hockey period in the AHL or the NHL, and how can how can you make a how can you make a fair judgment in that short a period? Yeah, do you believe well, it's I... McPhee uh, making a mistake, or I, I, I would lean that direction myself. I'm, can I ask a question? Because I, I, I'm ignorant to the topic. That I'm about to ask, but like, um, did I not hear? He didn't he not report or something? He didn't like, report he got Chicago, sent down. Yeah. yeah, he didn't go to Chicago. He like chose not to do mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know. I, I just I, I find that like you guys said like is he bad? I just think his attitude is enough to like keep him like or for somebody to want to keep him away from the dressing room. You know, like if they're gonna send him down to Chicago, I don't think it's because he's a bad player. I think it's because they, you know. They, they, they see him as a detriment to the locker room, maybe. Maybe. Those I'm dirty, dirty Reds always screwing things up. I don't really know what They're the full story is on why he didn't go. I don't know if he just didn't go because they wanted him to stay. It, it may have just been a paper transaction okay. where he gets sent. I don't know for sure, though. He, he gets sent to uh, Chicago and just continues to work out and train in Vegas. And But I, I just the thing for me is he didn't play at all, and they... Uh, the contract was for two years and nine million. It's just like, you know, give him twenty games, and then yeah, if if he's nothing, then you know, I guess whatever, let him go back to Russia. But it just feels like such a yeah, short period like of time to I t- I did. evaluate. Story, I took him as my last overall pick in mm-hmm. the fantasy league because I thought he was going to be their number one center, uh, and I was like, hey, you get a number one center last the fantasy league, he's going to get some points, but. Uh, I just can't believe that it just went straight down. They never intended on starting him. Like I don't know. I don't know why he played all that time in the preseason and then just mm-hmm. ghosted uh, it. And then 
I got to think it's something with management that just didn't like him in the first place. I mean, he is 30 years old, but he, I mean, that, you're still at your prime when you're 30 years old. They are kind of. Um, I think they've mismanaged some of their assets that they were uh, quick to. Like they already have had to send a couple, wave a couple defensemen rather than getting trades for right. them. Oh God. Um, and. So it's it's just like an early it's another early sign of player mismanagement asset mismanagement specifically that would worry me if I was a Vegas fan. I mean they've got so many picks over the next three or four years that you'd have you'd have to be Mike Milbury to screw it up completely. Pulling out Milbury, but, but it's it's a bad early sign if I were a Vegas fan. Yeah, I don't want to sound rude, but like, are are Vegas fans even worried about that right now? Like. Uh, sure they, they are. I mean, I mean, do they even pay attention to that stuff right now? Or are they just sure still they trying to learn what offsides and... <laughs> See, I don't think that's fair. They've had hockey in Vegas for a long time. Yeah, good point. I'm thinking about, like, the training tools that is, like, people learning stuff, to, uh, you know, the way Nashville did with, you know, layouts in the paper of the rules and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the, what, what it is or what, what it it's like down there i've never been there so i'm just guessing i'm not saying that that's what's happening well i mean yeah there was hockey in nashville for a while too before the preds i mean they had the dixie flyers that played out of uh oh yeah municipal auditorium all that stuff and the south stars and the south stars but uh that suffice to say they played out of municipal auditorium for a reason because no one gave a crap and uh Then you know the Preds come in. I'm I'm still not quite sure. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with an owner and liking the city, but not quite sure how Nashville got a team before a lot of other places. But they they had an arena. That's true, and they have they have you know. Um, oh God, I lost my train of thought. But oh no, they've developed to be one of the best NHL cities right now. No, oh, for sure. Um, believe me, I drove through Chicago. I hate that place. I hate it so much. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay. I just, I just think of NHL cities, and I thought of Chicago, as they are a good one. The United Center is all right, but I just still hate Chicago. So, all right, so that's, I, I guess that kind of does it for Vegas. I want to know what, tell me about this Leafs and Sharks game, Eli. Uh, I think it'll be a big point. I think McElhaney has to start at this point, because Anderson, McElhaney's got one game that he won. Um and uh, granted, he may not have looked amazing in it, but he looked fine. And uh, Anderson's on a up and down. Um, he looks amazing one night, and then he just is absolutely terrible the next. He's sitting, I think, like I don't know exactly. So dude, don't I think he's he's definitely below nine hundred on the save percentage on the air right now, um, which isn't great. Yeah, that's bad. So. He, or if you remember last year in October, he did as well. He might just be a goalie mm-hmm. that starts slow and then gets hot. Who knows? Um, He's at eight ninety right now. Yeah. By the way, last year he was, I think, less. But, and I mean, the Leafs had less wins than they did last year. But everybody's kind of seeing it's. This is pretty much the same team we expected. There's nothing mm-hmm. really changing. The one thing that I'm concerned about, I want to see Mitch Marner break out. Oh hey, what? Uh, Eli. What? Let me ask you something about, you know, I, I'm not trying to veer too far off uh, Toronto, but you were talking about goalies, and I wanted you to finish before I said anything. Like, what is your, uh, what is your opinion on playing your backup goalie? Because I'm not sure if this is exactly what's happening, but the other day I started noticing John Tortorella and his use of his goalies seeming to be like, instead of it being my best goalie plays against the best teams and uh you know like the the weaker teams come in and now i play my my backup to give him some time Mm -hmm. i like buffalo sees bobrovsky and then the next day i forget who they're or not the next day but like a day or two later in their next game i'm watching them play i can't remember now i'm gonna have to look it up but like solo yeah, but it's well, no, no, I, I, it's Corpusella, but I'm trying to think of the team that they played. But it was a better, it was one of the best teams in the league, and I, and I thought, what an interesting thought that maybe he's playing his best goalie against the 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 weaker teams to think I'm going to get every win I possibly can, and then Corpusella can get his breaks against better teams and get some good practice. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure there's like an element of strategy involved in which who starts when, but to me, you start your guy. Until he's either A, 
seems exhausted, or B, not playing well enough. So yeah, right I, now, Freddie's not playing well enough. McElhinney hasn't lost yet. Throw him out there. Give him a, give him a go. If And Freddie lost last game. And he's, I mean, Freddie's got, I'm not saying I don't believe in Freddie will come back. I've already said that. I think he will. But uh, Kurt hasn't lost. That's what I'm saying. I know he only played one game. If he loses this game, you know, it's even, I don't know. But I think I think it's about time right now to throw get McElhinney a second start. That's basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, I was just talking about in general because that came up. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly I honestly don't know. If it were me as a coach, I would start my starter until they were either not playing well enough or I knew they were tired. Oh wow. Okay. I what mean, do you, he's he's my starter. What so do, what do you think about him. what do you think about the idea of? A coach like strategically putting in his starter against weaker teams, like almost thinking I'm going to guarantee a, a better chance at winning, and then the better teams come in, I'm going to give my backup better practice. I think every night a coach is going to send out his best chance to win, no matter what or who it is. So if your if your starter's good for the weaker team, you're going to start him anyway because that gives you your best chance to win. If you start your starter the second night of a back to back. You may not still have the best chance to win because he just played. So okay. it, this is how I would say as a coach: I'm going to take my best chance to win every time. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, Mitch Marner. <laughs> I didn't... No, 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 no. It's fine. Mitch Marner. It's no secret that he's not blowing everyone out of the water like he did last year. Um, he's still not bad. I notice. I think he's honestly getting into his own head a little bit with a slow start. Because he's trying to make too much happen by himself. He's not shooting. He's trying to just get the puck into impossible areas, and sometimes he does. Um, I think he could take a take a look at, you know, like Matthews and Nylander and see how how just kind of calm they are with the puck. And that, that's I get that just from watching that he's a little anxious right now, um, just waiting for his breakout. I'd like to see him break out. And I know the Sharks have taken sort of a step back, but that's a team I would not want to, to sleep on. So it should be an interesting matchup. Well, they beat the Sabres twice already this year. <laughs> yeah, and one, one of them was with Dell. Good God. Oh, that's right. Like, uh, Well, I mean, I guess we can use that transition for a second. With that Sabres game against the Sharks, uh, like, what was your read on that, Joe? What caused that third period to just collapse in on themselves? Well, for one, Logan Couture friggin' sniped Robin mm-hmm. Leonard to no end. That that shot was absolutely incredible. I cannot take credit away from Couture for taking that. That shot was just unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as everything else, I just felt like I don't know. I, I I really don't know. Like I don't I don't know about that game. Like I don't know about the season right now. I don't, I I didn't prepare anything to, to talk about, because I, I feel like it would have been a waste of time because I would have sat around for forty five minutes to an hour and never came up with anything. Take take your fan, um, you know, hope and expectations out of it. Look at it from a completely unbiased perspective. Are they exactly what you would have expected them to be at the beginning of the season? No. Not even no. close. Really? I didn't expect them to be like at the top of the division by any means, but I expected them to reasonably be in the pack. Like, mediocre, maybe slightly below average, but hanging uh, out in I, the middle, and they're not I, even close. I can get away from the standings portion of the whole thing and say that I would have expected more points happening from more areas of the roster. Just... I, I thought our depth was much better than it was last year going into this year. And, and even, you know, the, the guys who stayed or, you know, the guys who aren't aren't new like Justin Bailey or, uh, you know, J- Jason Pommeville is not new per se, but he is this year. Um, you know, I, I the, the guys who were here last year, Larson's healthy. You know, Gergensen's can you know, needs to get back on the step. Molson needs to prove something soon because I'm I've fallen out of favor with him last year. Well, every, I think everyone has. It's the problem is what do you do with him? Yeah. You're gonna have to release him. Yeah, pretty much. But I, I thought I would I thought I would have been seeing more more points, more production from 
deeper in, in into the lineup than just the three that we're getting. Yeah, the lack of depth scoring is really frustrating. And even 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 guys like Reinhardt, who I think has played really really well, his lack of production as far as actually getting on the score sheet uh, is very discouraging at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really sure what to do because I really do think he's played very well so far this year. And he hasn't had – he's often been playing on the third line and propping up uh, lesser players and still uh, controlling play for the most part. But, you know, you really need him to contribute. Finally, uh, O'Reilly has turned it up in the last week and a half and all of a sudden has eight points, which is excellent. That's kind of exactly where you'd want him to be as far as point production. Um, the defense is very bad, and they're injured. Again, not that, not that even the top, the real top six are that much better, but they're not. They they are at least slightly better than the current iteration of this D four that's been on the. We ice. had a bad string of luck with them this year too, with like, you know, Scandella is hurt in the preseason, so the first couple games of the year is like that is his preseason, and it, it was a rough go for him until recently where he's kind of stepped his game up. Same with Antipin, where it's like he got preseason, but I mean. I don't know it personally, but from what I've heard, that that transition from the you know the the KHL or the European game to here, I mean it, it's no joke. It's it's and it's it's no excuse really. You're the one making the you know the trip, so you, you got to get on on the stick pretty pretty quick. Which I th- I felt like he has, but it's not to say that the growing pains there are uh, are, are the transition from you know the bigger ice surface, a, a different played faster game, and I can't imagine having more space to to move around as a defenseman. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I've really liked Antip in the last yeah. few games, but I get what you mean. It definitely... He's not... He's not where you'd hope yeah. he'd be at yet. Um, but you see... You see the I'm, there. And, and, and same with Scandella, where you see him stepping it up, and it's just unfortunate that our defense, like, is hurt. And on top of it, the guys that we're looking for production from are just taking a little bit long to get in the swing this year. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Baptiste gets a call-up soon because he's been tearing it up in Rochester the he last has, almost he? two weeks. Um, so that would be cool to get him up there because, I mean, at this point, it'd be you know, cool, but it'd be, Larson hasn't proven. Well, they say that, too, if, looking back to the Leafs with Dermott and Nielsen and Liljegren and all those guys, but they're obviously ripping up the AHL, but that doesn't mean that they'll come in and for take sure. time from a guy like Bullock because Bullock kills penalties. That's I, why he's there. I say that's a surprise, Ben, because of our our, our uh, encounters with the prospects during training camp, and I got to see some of the prospect tournaments where Baptiste would have been oh. the, le- like the, the last person on the list for me to say, like, yeah, you deserve a shot. So that's why I say surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, outside of that top line and – O'Reilly, and like I said, I liked Reinhardt's game. Like, no one else really. I would be fine with basically anyone else getting sat in favor of Baptiste or whoever and give him a shot because well, they're not scoring. How about look outside the, the prospects and what you already have on the team? Mm-hmm. Does Sam Reinhardt and some change get you a guy like Klaus Dahlbeck, Hayden Fleury? I, I don't know. Like it's so hard to judge. You know, does Carolina they, need a guy like Reinhardt enough to give up one of their a million thousand amazing I, young defensemen? And that's why I think Carolina is probably one of the better options because it's a young forward for a young defenseman. It would be somewhat similar. I don't necessarily think the skill level would be the same, but somewhat similar <laughs> to the Johansson-Jones yeah. thing where you're both trading from a position of strength. What about... Um, and obtaining a position of need. The issue is I don't know I don't know what Reinhardt's perception is around the league. I think he's an interesting... He's a very interesting player that controls play and clearly is a very smart player and honestly may just be a, a slightly slower developer as far as uh, point producer, and I'd be really nervous about giving up on that so soon, but at the same time, we don't really have a top-pairing defense. Now, yet I have team. something that I just thought about, so this could go one of two ways. I can have a decent idea, or, because it's me, this is going to go horribly wrong, and I'm going to get made a fool of by both of you guys, but check this out. 
what if, like you said, somebody like like, like from a position or from a from a stance of like position mm-hmm. trading, Las Vegas has a shit ton of defensemen, and I'm not sure if they could use forwards, but you know, just based on numbers, you would think can get rid of defensemen in favor of forwards. They've got Reinhardt's brother in the system, although not playing on the team, and they have Shea Theodore in the minors. Is that a possibility? Um, so, I guess the issue there, though, is that in order to trade with Vegas, they're only trading for prospects or picks. Well, if you got Reinhardt um, in one of our picks. But I don't. what I'm saying is I don't want to trade Reinhardt. I don't think they have a good enough defenseman to trade Reinhardt for. <coughs> yeah. At okay. this point. Just a um, No, I get what you mean. I, I think the idea of trading with Vegas is a good idea because they do have a surplus of defensemen. Um, yeah, but are they but, defensemen I, that are going to make your team better? Well, exactly. I think they would make them better, but I, I, the thing that Buffalo is in incredible need of is a top-pairing defense. Not even, I mean, they need a number one defenseman, but I'll take a number two defenseman. But everyone but needs a, a legit, number one defenseman. A legit top pairing guy because it's nope. not wrist line. Anyone who and doesn't I- have Carlson, <coughs> Doughty, Burns needs a number one defenseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I put Subban in okay. there, but I just thought um, true. you don't think it's Yossi? No, it's Subban. So Subban's better. We give them a whole pile of guys for for Shea Theodore straight up. We'll give them a pick because they want picks. And then we'll give them a whole bunch of serviceable people who could, like, tape sticks and stuff, like Tennyson and Redmond and uh, and They're not going to take any more defensemen. No, but they don't need defensemen. They need guys like equipment managers and shit, you know, like skate sharpeners. Mm. These guys have been around hockey their whole, <laughs> their whole lives. You know, they, they pick up skate sharpening in, like, in no time, you know. I, I think it's a good move. They could carry bags. You know, it'd be cool. They could dress up. They could dress up in costumes, and they could teach them how to flip signs and stuff. And they could stand up and be like Vegas game tonight, and flipping signs like with the arrows on it. You know those guys. Taylor Fadun would be good at that. He's good size, good height. I think he'd be a good sign flipper. There's only two defensemen on Vegas that I see that I would be interested in. It's the two guys they won't trade. It's Nate Schmidt and Shea Theodore. Yeah, they're not gonna get rid of those guys. Well, Nate Schmidt they'd never get rid of because he's I wouldn't I don't know if I'll call him a number one or number two, but he he's he's an NHL defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. And it, those aren't easy to find. Um Exactly. Not to mention dude can fly, Jesus. I don't know why he didn't play forward. But uh and they took him from the caps because everybody like how why the caps protected Orlov and not Schmidt, I'll never know. But hey. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, I I don't I don't want to trade Reinhardt because I think he's much better than a lot of people uh, say, and I think a part of that well, is just because the production Brown, hasn't followed. The difference is though, for the Sabers, Reinhardt unfortunately is in the close. It's probably in like the Kadri JVR range where Brown is incredibly valued, but valuable but you've got seven guys ahead of him in your forward group whereas mm-hmm. Reinhardt's probably like number four or five mm-hmm. in our forward group at the moment and that's in order to trade him you have to have someone I, who can see, replace I think, him yeah well Alex see at Nylander. forward I'm not that Alex Nylander and Casey Middlestat are the guys and hopefully Baptiste can fill in on like the third line and be a decent score but you know in order to trade a guy that I think will be very, very good in this league for a long time, in Sam Reinhart, I need, I need a top pairing defenseman. I'm just not sure he has the uh, stature in the league yet to warrant something like yeah. that. Unfortunately. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I I don't know where I stand on that either. I just I, I like the conversation, but yeah, I I, I like where Reinhart is. Since we're talking about Reinhardt, I gotta ask you guys a question about the best, our favorite part of the game. Just mm. equally, all three of us have something in this game that we just cannot stop talking about and loving so much: the coach's challenge. God 
damn it. Do we have to do this again? <laughs> All right. Just situationally here, not 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 as a whole or, you know, the problems with coaches' challenges, but how about Re- Reinhardt's goalie interference uh, against the Sharks the other night? Eli, did you see I this? See I did. I didn't see it. Send me, I'll see if I can find a link. Hold on. Yeah. When I mean, was it? What day was the game? It was the Shark game on Saturday afternoon. So, Ben, opinion? Um, it was probably the correct call. I see. I'm I, right there with you. It's ticky-tacky. It's... it's it's back to the judgment I, I, I told you about when I when we, when we talked about the faceoff rules and stuff. You putting you're putting so much judgment in the hands of the refs to just make the call based on. All right, this is what the rule says, and this is I th- this is how I saw it. Not this is what the rule says, and this is what happened. I think I, I could imagine the refs and the guys in Toronto watching it as it happened, kind of like putting their hands up like. <sighs> I mean, it was funny. okay. First link tech- I found pulled up the Olean Times Herald paper. <laughs> oh yeah, Bill Hoppy. The Buffalo um, hockey beat. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those things where they probably like were like, Ugh. I mean, technically, his skate did hit the pad and it kind of, sort of moved him a little bit, and then Eichel took a one timer and the goalie wasn't back in time for it, so it technically sort of was interference but at the same but time you, the goalie probably could have gotten back but Eichel just has a rocket and no one's going to make that save the, he I, had know. ample time to, to actually make an effort to get back and didn't and then if you get in the details like other goalie interference calls are called back or you know they're, they're called good goals because somebody shoved the guy into the goalie so it wasn't his fault mm-hmm. in this case it kind of looks like the goalie is reaching up at Reinhardt before the contact is made as if to, you know, a goalie swing on guys in front and move them out and do all that stuff. It's like, you know, there, there's a there's a thought in my head that goes, you know, is, is Reinhardt still going to make that kind of contact if, if the goalie isn't, you know, making sure to... Uh, it's hard to, it's hard mm-hmm. to guess intent. Get there. <clears throat> it's hard to call intent unless it's well, like, what, like Jonathan and they're not gonna... winding up with his stick at Leo Komarov the other day. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where when it happened, I was like, it's 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 the right call. It's just annoying because it's it didn't seem important enough, but they had to make the call. So I don't blame the league for making that call. Yeah, they. I think they I think I right think, in that I think you still got to make the call, but yeah, it's 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 almost as if they should bring the crease rule back and i know that nobody wants that but that's what's going to eliminate all this horseshit coaches challenge stuff and that is something that will never happen again <laughs> no and, and and i'm not trying to be you know uh, uh sly or whatever because i'm from buffalo and i'm a buffalo fan i'm just i mean as a realist i'm looking at it like because of the mess that that caused that will never mm. happen again it's just not you know and stanley I, cup I don't know. was won on a blown call so yeah, and, it, and it's, it takes those types of moments for them to change things or fiddle with things. Look, that's the reason why we have the offside challenge right now is because of something that happened in the playoffs. God, like, I hate the offside challenge. I, I, I don't know. Let's not get it. I mean, unless you feel like doing it again. No. But I'd rather not even get no. into the general conversation of the challenge to begin with. You know, this. Well, the main thing, I was, just really dis- I was just really disappointed for Eichel because it was a sick goal. It's his birthday, and I'm really, at this point, since the team doesn't appear to be much of anything as far as competitive in the league, I'm really uh, hooked on, or I, I'm really hanging on to the hope that he will be at least a point-per-game player this year, and thankfully he's continued to do that, but every game I'm just like, get a point or two, get a point or two, because I want to see him do it, yeah, and be a star in this league that we know he can and should be. Uh, so I was really disappointed about that because took away a sick goal. There was an energy to that goal too. I mean, I yeah. I, I I obviously am a little bit more invested because I do I like I picked him for my fantasy team. So like I like hearing when he scores. But I'm I'm here at the shop and I, I think I'm I'm like wrapping up some block or some motor that we were putting together. So it was like you know uh, I I don't know how to explain it for people who don't understand it. But like not the dirty work. You know the dirty works when the shit comes out of the car and it's. Full of carbon and oil. This is the nice stuff. So it was. It was a nice 
relaxing part of the afternoon and I'm just kind of putting gaskets on and then I'm listening to the game in the background and the Eichel thing happened and it was like, you know, actual out loud that, you know, Patrick Kane scores a goal and I'm, I'm here by myself like the second he scores and I'm, I'm by myself going, boom, like, yes! And there was, like, I felt it here. I'm sitting here by myself. You know, you could hear in the background on the on the radio call, but still, like, that drained a team. You know, like that, like, mm-hmm. like yes, we are, like, that was sick and good for you, Eichel. And then it's like, no, nah, hey, uh, upon further review, like, fuck yeah. this, man. Damn it. But the, upon further review. It's like, deflating. have already had so many goals called back, driven me nuts, but. Yeah. Um, so another interesting story I came across today, and I don't know if you guys are interested in the topic, but I am. It's the 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 league is gonna now that they're in a number of thirty one teams, they're gonna have to go to thirty two to even it out. Right. And the new report today is that the NHL is actually exploring Houston for expansion. They are, but that's not really new. Everyone just assumes it's Seattle. Everyone assumes it's Seattle or uh, Quebec. And at that point, like Houston's always been in the market. Now I don't know how big hockey is in Houston, so I can't say a word. But um, I. I don't know. It seems like Houston is one of the bigger cities in the country. I think it's like fourth. fifth, fifth or fourth, right? It's, fourth. Is it really, it's is bigger Houston than Chicago. Going to be the new Kansas City. It's, or no. it's no Chicago's three, Houston's four. Yeah, it's uh, and then LA, Phoenix New York, is five. Chicago. Phoenix is that big? Jesus. Phoenix is five. That's why. That's why they'll never move. They need the huge TV market. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Is Houston? Is Houston just the new Kansas City? Like from so, back in the, what was it, the o, the o four yeah. o five so I don't, where it was like Pittsburgh's going to Kansas City and it was just this well, oddball team I don't think, or this oddball city it, it, they wouldn't no if any team <laughs> relocates they're going to Quebec City that's that's what Quebec City's there for is for relocation and it has to be an Eastern team and there has to be what yeah. Eastern team's going to relocate Carolina Florida or Carolina um, I can see Florida it I be like Florida. Carolina oh my where God. they are I know for some reason I don't love I love the idea of hockey in North Carolina I love North Carolina it's awesome. But, yeah, it'd be um, cool if they had more than 7,000 fans a night, though. I know, so. I know, I'm just saying. I want to see them stay in North Carolina. They've won a goddamn Stanley Cup, people. Go to the games. So I don't think that was an asterisk cup. Anyway. Um, they still won it. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Houston is uh, as a whatever, just a, it's not Kansas City, because they were not talking about it until this new owner bought the Rockets. The reason, they're so they had the Houston Arrows for a long time, who... Binghamton beat in the Quarter Cup Final in 2010, the by the way. I'm talking hockey, though. They used an Arrows for hockey, but then they moved because the previous owner of the uh, Rockets... The previous owner of the Rockets hiked up their rent because he didn't care about hockey. He just sold the team. The new ownership is very, very interested in hockey, and the opportunity to A, be in a huge uh, TV market... And provide a natural rivalry rivalry for Dallas in the state of Texas, which, by the way, I don't know if you know, has the most professional hockey teams in the country because of Dallas? the USHL and uh, the state of Texas. Oh, yeah, I imagine. They've got so the I think it's a very Texas real possibility. Texas is the biggest country, not Alaska in the union. Or the, country, the country state of, in the country. Shut up. No, I'm... No, I'm saying the country of Texas. That damn no. place is a, is huge, and it's like it's 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 they got their own rules, and they live different. It's awesome. So I think it's a real possibility. I don't hate the idea. I've I personally no, I like still it. favor the I as favor as, the idea as of long Seattle. As not gonna move in five years. I think I think I really like the idea of Seattle. Uh, I think it'd be good for Vancouver to have uh, more natural rivalry, and Seattle seems like a cool city and a cool sports town in general. That. Uh, is very the good. Thing is, I think teams of Seattle, and of course, this might just be my Eastern bias, as they call it. But um, I don't know why. I just always think of hipsters in Seattle and people who don't care oh. about sports. I know that the Seahawks have a raving fan base, and that's probably wrong of me. But uh, and the soccer team—they sell out the football stadium for the soccer games. Yeah, that's a hipster. Sport. It's crazy that's though. A for MLS though. Because they, they <laughs> wish they all lived in England or something. And, I don't know. My sister's the same way. My sister. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're football. gonna be a huge fan of Nashville FC when we get the MLS team. I'm not. I hate soccer. You're gonna get season tickets with me. I'm not gonna get season tickets. I'll use your season tickets when you can't go just for fun, but. Hmm. 
I don't know what it is. Soccer bores the <laughs> shit out of me. Make the field smaller. Make it faster. Let's go. Let them fight. I don't even care about that. Put some walls up on the side. <laughs> That's indoor soccer's legit, though. Like, when you can bounce pass off the wall. So, yeah. Joe, I mean, what do you think of the idea of Houston? I'm not against it, you know. It's 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 everything that you just explained it to Will me. Will they you know, be the next Atlanta? I don't think so. You know, Atlanta was by itself, and there wasn't another team in the state, and there really isn't a hockey market. Like, they tried to put a team in, a, in an area where they had to grow hockey, whereas Houston may have – I mean, may have, because, again, I haven't been down there, but it's like there may be some interest already there. I mean, there's maybe a little bit of interest in, in Atlanta, but not as much as I see the potential of Houston. Well, I having. know I know several um. people. They have the Houston Wild, which seems to be a, uh, I don't know, is that USHL? I don't know what hockey is in Houston anymore. Cause I, I just moved. looked it up. They have the Houston Wild. Let me see what really? that is. Uh, it's a travel team, so oh, so youth kids. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I just I just searched Houston hockey, and basically what I mean by that is, um, are there people playing hockey in Houston? Oh, for sure. And I know I even in well, freaking Tulsa, Oklahoma, they have junior teams, but um. Got a couple rinks. What used to be the arrows? They had a cool ass logo, dude. I love the Houston. Yeah, I know they logo. were awesome. Mike Gill coached them. I love how it says Houston Arrows, City, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. And Gordy Howe played in Houston. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to have the Houston Arrows, man. As long as they name them the Arrows. They probably would. Uh, so yeah, I'm totally on board with that. I'd rather have that than a, uh, I because th- I think a. Dallas-Houston rivalry, knowing Texans, would be a lot cooler than Seattle-Vancouver. Uh, sure. I don't really... I think both would be great. But, but I, I see what another, you mean. You'd have to add Quebec, and then you'd have 34 teams. They're not going to expand to... Two more. I'm telling you, Quebec is just the relocation. They already have the arena. They're ready to go. It... Who's, whose attendance is worse, Carolina or Florida? Carolina. Really? What? Damn. I, I watched a Florida game the other night where, like, the 100 section was bare. Well, my sister used and, to I live mean, in Miami, and she got uh, on the glass seats for, like, $25. Huh. Jesus. Well, don't you yeah, remember I, their I season know. ticket holder incentives where you got to, like, be a Florida Panther slash get a ride in a helicopter to a game slash mm-hmm. go to dinner with a player. Like, it was ridiculous. Slash get a sponsorship from Bauer and, yeah, Dude, all that stuff. Sponsorship from Bauer. Just give me free sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I, I don't know the numbers, but I, I guess, again, just looking at the game on TV, I just think Florida's bad. Not the team, the, uh, the attendance numbers, but I, couldn't believe how like how empty it was and i i guess because also it's thinking of the potential they have there and mm-hmm. you know i the sabers aren't empty until the game is way out of hand you know yeah. and, and florida it's like you know the first period two minutes in and i flipped the game over and i was like all right well certainly people are uh, still coming yeah, and they're just maybe there's a lot of cool stuff to do because it's warm and it's Florida, and they're just making their way inside. Second period, it was the same. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> and they I, don't get I, I fans. was dumbfounded. And I'm you all know, of a, and, I'm all of a you know, hockey can be big anywhere because if you can have hockey in the middle of a desert, you can have it anywhere. Um, yeah. But I don't know why you'd want it in Miami, aside from the high concentration of people. Does anybody really care about hockey there? And I think the question or the the answer to that question is absolutely unequivocally no. Well, wasn't the original like uh, argument towards that was, you know, there's all the Q-tips coming down from the north. That's Tampa. Retire That's Tampa. here. Only Tampa no, though. Like I thought it was Florida well, no, in general. I mean, uh, they do it inland Florida. Just, My grandpa moved. They're called snowbirds. My grandpa <laughs> moved to Florida. Um, you know before he passed away and lived in like 
just outside of Orlando. My, they don't do that in Miami because Miami's retarded expensive. Mm. Well, the okay. issue with the Panthers, they're not even in Miami. They're, well, they're 45 minutes north. Fort Lauderdale. Sunrise, it's a terrible location. But at the same time, Miami, to me, is just a terrible sports city. Yeah. I mean... The Dolphins suck. Have, the Marlins suck. Like, But, I mean, even when the teams are good, they're, they don't have good attendance for any of their sports. The one exception was the Heat, but that was a place to be seen because of LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, where are they now? Well, exactly. So I, I think that's more of an indictment on the city of Miami as a sports town as opposed to hockey the, town. just because it's hockey. Just because well, it's yeah, hockey, the, but I, I get what you mean. Didn't the have a whole lot of trouble filling seats a while ago? Uh, yeah, they still do. They won't. They they uh, don't even sell tickets in the upper deck at this point. Jeez. Wow. It's bad. I've been I to that gonna, city. I was, I was going to ask, was that before or after... The Jeter and the, the the New Jerseys and all the that's you know. before, before because Jeter's. Well, when was the Jeter thing this this past year? This summer, Jeter and his oh, group okay, bought the right. team. All right, well then, forget the Jeter thing. I just I can't believe that they're not selling. I can't believe tickets. baseball isn't that a has new a hard stadium? Time selling tickets. It is. I can't believe baseball is a hard time selling tickets. This is the American pastime. It's where you go it and you just shouldn't. sit and drink beers and eat hot dogs and you don't even have to watch the game. In Florida. Yep. Like, where being outdoors is okay yeah. for 11 months out of the year, and the one month it's not, it's because of tornadoes and hurricanes, not because of cold weather. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's yeah, a bad situation. I think situation that's another though, so. thing with North Carolina, too, because North Carolina, I don't know if you guys have ever been, but North Carolina is, like, one of my yep. favorite states. It's so awesome. Um, aside from, you know, like, some of the people that live there, but that's okay. The, North Carolina's coastline is the best on the East Coast, period. It's amazing. Yeah, Wrightsville Beach. Freaking Surf City, dude. Love Surf City. That's actually the first place I ever surfed was Wrightsville oh, really? Beach. And, yeah, my, my uncle lives in Raleigh, okay. and a guy who used to work in our shop over here moved down to Hunts, no, uh, Huntersville. Um, so it, it's it's close to, like, Martinsville, you mm-hmm. know, like the... the Martinsville track and all that stuff where, where they didn't ask her. So we, we've done two different trips a lot of uh, of the time growing awesome. up, like whether it was going to Raleigh. I know they're close to relatively, what is it, like About two, two hours? About two hours to Surf City from Raleigh. But. Yeah, but um, I, I was talking about between Raleigh and, and Huntsville, which is closer to the South Carolina border. But yeah. um, just in general, like like bo- both of those trips were always uh, great. North Carolina's the awesome. Plate. Their coastline's awesome. Um, I guess... Raleigh's getting bigger, so I would wait for that. Raleigh's about to boom because they're called the Silicon Valley of the East. I don't know if people, a lot of people know that. Um, they take a lot of tech firms, so Raleigh's getting bigger and bigger and oh. bigger and bigger. It's going to eventually get to the point where Raleigh and Durham really are the same city. and Which is nuts because they've been growing and Carolina since plays like 13. In Durham, not Raleigh. And huh. so the good thing would be is... You know, people start moving to Raleigh. People start going to hockey games, and then they're fine. Because I like, I like the idea of the Hurricanes. They're certainly better than the dang Whalers. Is that a stadium you've ever been to, Ben? No. Or stadium? Is that an arena? I haven't yet. I Eli? almost worked at it, but no. I it's it is not bad. It, you know, it's like, I, I again, I haven't been. But there isn't in the middle years, just a parking lot? Yeah, I told you it's in yeah. Durham, so yeah. it's like out out in the middle That's of nowhere. So dumb. Well, yeah, and I guess forgive me for forgetting that part. The last time I was going to say the last time I was there was like ten years ago, so maybe it's dated by now. But when I was there, it, you know, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention to what was surrounding it, and I didn't really care. It was all about the hockey, but it, it, it's a it's a nice building. It's comfortable, uh, you know. NC Arena. For yeah, from what I understand too, my uncle still goes there and and you know sends pictures of you know the Sabers games he goes to and stuff. It's it's you know. Nice looking arena to take care of their fans well. They got they got good game I ops. Keep, I, I do remember that. About them, but or like you know, but Nashville does this perfectly with all of their fans because they have taken all of the northeastern and north midwestern people who are Blackhawks fans, Leafs fans, Sabres fans. You know, take your pick, Whalers or you know, I have some friends that are old Whaler fans. Um, but in Boston, and then they're like. 
We don't care that you're these two favorite teams. Come here and support the Predators. Here you go. Here's some free shit. Here's free shit everywhere. Here's cheap tickets. And then you get these people that get a love for the Predators, myself included. Just by being here and having an awesome, amazing team that engages with all their fans. And you're like, oh, man, I freaking love the Predators. This is so much fun. And that's what you need to do with towns like that where you have all the other team's that's, fans coming in. That's a really good point. I never even thought of that because I, I, you know, I, I went down and Nashville just became my second favorite team because I liked hockey so much. But I never thought about what they do to rope you in. And they may have done that to me too now that I link back on it. But that, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. I, I just I latched on because, you know, you, you're, you, you come out of – Buffalo, you're a big. You're, you've been playing since you were three. You're gonna like, like hockey dudes, no matter what. So Blackhawk fans that moved here from Wisconsin and Chicago, that are still Preds fans, except when the Blackhawks are here. And I'm like, do you get? Do you guys get like rivalries? Do you guys get like why that's bad? And they're like, I don't give a shit. I don't it's like me that's moving weird. to like Toronto and going. To the Maple Leafs are my second favorite Montreal team. Montreal fan, not a freaking right? chance. Yeah. No way. Yeah, no way. Well, it's interesting with Carolina. You know, even though, I mean, I hate them, so I don't hate the idea of them moving, but the league will do all they can to not move a team that's won a cup. Yeah. Um, it's clear that once a team wins a cup, the I league will. I think Phoenix has got to be and understandably, the first to go, but they're not going to. But the TV market, they're not they're not going to at this point. If they've, all the money that they the league has put into keeping that team there, it would have been easy to move them anywhere, basically, you know would have uh it would have happened by now i guess um so i don't know i would i wouldn't actually expect any relocation for a little bit but quebec's always going to be a threat uh to that so joe i don't even know what what do we do with this sabers team at this point, what's the move for the rest of the season? Because, like, you're not going to fix it overnight. It doesn't seem like, um, like there's any sort of reinforcement. Like, even if they get Baptiste to come up and do something, contribute, they're not going to... I think I think we go with <coughs> what Bob McKenzie said and wait, that wait a, you know, maybe another week or week and a half to really solidify who our dead weight is, get the fuck rid of them, and just start moving the kids up. Like, like there are guys in Rochester who deserve a shot. And I, I guess, you know, Botterill is trying to make both teams successful, which is good and all, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like, you know, I, I, I'd really just let Hudson, Hudson Fashing come up. Baptiste has obviously stepped it up. Let him get some time. Like, you know, the, the defenseman even, too. Like I said last last week or, you know, last episode, Casey Nelson, you know, give him another shot. Tennyson needs to go. Molson needs to go. At this point, you know, like, you get whatever you can. Like, uh, uh, you know, like the Buffalo Bills and Marcel Darius getting, you know, getting rid of him for a sixth-round pick at this point was like, well, you know, we got to get something. You know, we we need him gone, and we need to get something. So, here, you want Matt Molson for a Pepsi machine? You know, like, what the fuck? I don't care. Like, just get rid of him. Get something if you can. If not, get rid of him. Just, just cut ties. Do what we got to do. Our owner... Doesn't want money, apparently. I mean, even though the ticket sales keep going up and there's an argument with that, you know, if he wants more money or if he did this for money, he would just go drill another oil well or whatever. So why don't you go drill yourself another oil well and start paying these people that aren't on our team anymore? So I guess my question, though, is when do you – how long until we just kind of write off the season and be like it's going to be another uh, far below average season? I Uh, have – I have no no time limits. I'm not thinking about time limits, about when, when to write off the season, because I'm already thinking about, you know what, if we're good, I want them to be good. I want them mm-hmm. to win. I want them to be in the playoffs. But you know mm-hmm. what? If we decide to slide, who gives a shit? Because we got a better chance at Rasmus Dahlin. I would love for that kid to be on our line, because that's what we need most in Dude, this league. So look at the buyout on Cody Hodgson. 
Yeah, I know. That man is making <laughs> almost $800,000 for doing nothing until 2023. They're going to buy out... I'm almost certain they're going to buy out Molson after this season. It would have been really bad to buy him out this past off season, but this coming one, if they buy him out, it's like 3.6 on the how cap get, this next season, and then job? one can more I, year at like 600. Can we like work on hyping me up like I'm the next best thing in hockey, oh. and then I sign with a team, am terrible, they buy me out, and I just have like eight years of making league minimum for nothing? Uh, only if you split it well, with well, us. Duh. Okay. Um, my one question, I guess, regarding the team going forward for this season is like, if they're not great, what do we do with Brendan Gooley if he's doing really well? I'm kind of just leaning, you know what, just let him sit in Rochester all year and make the playoffs and do something there instead of being a part of another bad I'm, season. I'm, in, I'm cool yeah. with that. You know, like, like you're risking him getting hurt, you're risking him like mentally being just beaten down because you I mean you know how it is you, you hear these guys talking about it already you know they had a happy practice uh, the other day and that was a big deal because you know and I do like this I do like that Housley did this is like you know they lost another game you know some people would expect that they just get out there and skate and work harder work harder and it's like dude it's it's the end of October right now you know what I mean like guys they're human you know they they they're they have mental you know things that they go through as well and and beating them down and at the end of october mm-hmm. trying to finish out a season all the way into the spring is probably not the best way to go about trying to win so i thought it was good but you know you send Gooley up and say we do have a losing season now you're now you're talking about all right get used to the nhl game kid and learn how to have a soul crushing season right off the bat you know, like I'd, I'd rather him just stay down mm-hmm. and get used to the pro game, maybe get used to uh, slowing that game down. You know what I mean? Like, if the AHL is slower to mm-hmm. him by the end of the season, it just makes him that much more, you know, he's he's that further up or that further ahead uh, coming into the year next yeah, year. Yeah, I want as many of the younger guys that come up to not have to be a part of a, a a dumb season. Well, forget about that. Like, how about even if even if we're winning, in, in, unless there's a dire situation where it's like, hey, we're winning and we need all of the talent. Like, if we're winning with what we have and we don't need to call that kid up, just he's one of the very few that I would say just mm-hmm. let him marinate. Alex Nylander, same thing. Like, if we if we can get by without him right now, let him, I mean, especially with him being hurt in the beginning of the season, unless he has some sort of crazy blowout where, like, he just shows up and starts ripping it to pieces, you know, I would say keep the kid down, let him get used to the pro game, and let him go. There's guys on the, there's guys on the team that I would never put in that category. Again, with uh, Baptiste, Hudson Fashing. I'm forgetting guys now that, that we sent down. Um no, Gosh, I know what you mean, though. On, oh, CJ C. Mm-hmm. Smith, you know, like, those guys, bring them up. As quick as possible, bring them up. That's why I'm saying, like, that's one of the things you need to do. Get rid of dead weight. Bring those guys up. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, I'm on <laughs> the youth movement only because it worked for me. Yeah. I am very excited for Casey Middlestat, though. I, I I want him to have a ton of success this year in Minnesota, and it would be cool to see him, like, win a national championship. But I also wouldn't hate the idea of seeing him in Buffalo at the end of the year. Uh meaning they got eliminated earlier or something, but he is going to be a very exciting player to watch, and hopefully Nylander gets back soon. Uh, I know college is a fickle beast, and he's good and going to make going to make a name for himself, and like we said, maybe top five scoring or something like that, hopefully. Is he Baker? I just... It's hard because he's a I freshman, hope. and the only two freshmen have won it. Oh, I don't think he'll win it, but I think I think like like if he makes a statement enough, he he has the capability of like putting his name up, you know, maybe not even in the nominees, but in those honorable mention spots, which is friggin' incredible. Mm-hmm. But uh, Minnesota as a whole, I'm not sure they have. I, I don't think they. I don't think that that team has what it takes to to really get past the final, the Frozen Four. Yeah, they're they're an interesting team to watch. They're still picked to be. They're still the favorite in the Big Ten this year, but yeah, their goalies. Nah, yeah, 
he he's not what you would expect a, a national championship winning team to have in the in the crease. Mm. No, it's going to be Denver again this year. Uh, I just had one more Leafs question before we uh, headed out for Let's the shoot. night. I meant to. Oh yeah. I meant I meant to do it. Good God, I gotta go. I meant <laughs> I meant to do it at the uh, beginning of the show. I just wanted to get your thoughts on how Levo and Kapanen did in their brief appearance. Their, for their season oh, debut, yeah. Levo looked awesome. Levo yeah. has done nothing but play well in every chance he's got. But I still agree. Who do you put him in over? And everybody's going to say Matt Martin, but really, Levo in the fourth line is going to be that good without Kapanen. Kapanen looked average. Um, it was his first game, but Levo looked great. He was getting shots. Dude can shoot the puck. He's not very fast, but who cares? He shoots the puck. He looks good. He four checks. Um, Levo deserves a spot on this team the second someone is injured, which is what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, because we still need the Dominic. Of course, he's not a center, but we still need the Dominic Moores. We still need the Matt Martins and the uh, who else got hurt that I'm forgetting. I don't remember. That's gonna drive me nuts. I, it's someone I don't think about. But did you say JVR? JVR. Got hurt, no. but it's Martin and JVR is why we're hurt. But the second anyone gets hurt, that's on the wing, that's Levo's spot, and then another person that's Kapanen, and that's you know what we go with. And if Connor Brown ends up getting traded, that's why the Leafs could trade a Connor Brown, or even mm-hmm. could trade Kapanen, but Connor Brown will get you more. Um, because Kapanen could come into his spot, or Levo could come into his spot, and then Kapanen's the next guy, and then Jeremy Bracco, and then Andreas Janssen. Like, there's some really good players that just can't get out of the Marlies. I feel their mm-hmm. frustration. I just really want them to stick with it. Yeah. Um, I just have to say to any Leaf fans listening, after the the uh, game last Thursday, I think, when they lost to Carolina, I didn't get to watch that game, but from what I could tell via Twitter and everything, was it was apparently a bad game for the Leafs, and everyone was very, very upset, and it seem like the world is coming to an end. I just got to say, enjoy your young, fast, high-scoring team that's actually good and wins games. They're going to have a few bad games, but enjoy it because you're not going to be able to keep all of them together forever. Yeah. And uh, let, let the bad losses uh, go because you're going to have a lot of fun this year. The only team in this division that's better than them is Tampa. And that's it. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have uh, Barring, you know... I cry, Ben. They're... Barring their four top forwards getting hurt or something type of thing, but keep if they keep relatively healthy and Matthews continues to do his thing, you're gonna have a fun year. I'm sick of seeing all the woe is me in the Twitter feed. I get that enough from Sabres Twitter. I don't need it from Leafs Twitter. <laughs> Eli called it, man. I did. They they outscore their problems, yeah. and what's the For one now. team that or, you know, what's the one team that made them look human? The team with one of the most yeah. underrated defense cores in the True. entire league. Good call. The one that couldn't get past because they outscore their problems. They they faced a tough defensive team, and couldn't and couldn't outscore their problems. Yeah, Eli Eli called it, and they're crying about it still. <laughs> Shut up and enjoy the team that that you guys have that is incredible. Like, yeah, if huh. anything, you're at a huge advantage right now. While most teams don't have a really solid top four. Uh, decor. It's Carolina, Nashville, uh, Calgary, Calgary, sort of Minnesota, and it's kind of a mishmash the rest of the league. I'm probably missing one team, but in general, most teams don't have a strong enough top four to really shut them down. So as long as you don't run into Let's see what Calgary or... Yeah, yeah, Calgary's scary, man. Calgary looks good. Mike Smith, tearing it up. He's doing great. Good pickup. Much up, better I mean, than I. Well, I mean, you always got to go for whoever's going to start for crying out loud. But even if you don't think they'll be good, whoever's going to start is still going to get a win or two. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Calgary's Calgary's going to surprise people, I think. But you just look at my predictions because they're all exactly right. Oh please! They were. <laughs> I picked up oh, Vegas please. would be much better than people thought. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, dude? Yes, you're going to be wrong over an 82-game no, season. No. They played the easiest first, whatever, 10 games of the season. You're a hater. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Well, well Arizona is going to be yep. last, and that's what I have, brother. You can go back and look yep. at my predictions. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Joe has to go play some hockey, and so he's making us cut off early. So uh, we're going to head out ne- uh, a little early tonight. 
Uh, but yep. thanks for listening. I'm uh, I'm purposely I'm going for the rappy clappy oh, the tonight. Oh, the rappy clappy's Eli. my favorite. How about hey, just Rap, make sure rappy, you clappy. just make sure you you know you you towy your man at the bluey, and then grease your snapper head high, bud. Buttery, mid cheese, buttery snappers, bro. <laughs> buttery snappers, there, bud. Uh, we're 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 maybe maybe dirty Mike this week. Oh, uh, he said next maybe week for sure. Wednesday? He's games at eleven next week. Next week, God, Lee. All right, I'm cool with it. Dirty Mike, I can smell it already. He's got to be in my house, so I don't know what you guys are worried about. It's twelve. It's only twelve hours away. He's got like a fifteen-hour <laughs> radius. But all right, see you later, guys. Maybe maybe uh, maybe later this week. But if not, we'll see you uh, right. Monday. Sounds good. Later. Rabbi Clabby.